0: You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and email us your story at amen at hungrygen.com. Also, if you're interested in supporting Hungry Gen Ministries, you can donate online at our website, www.hungrygen.com, or visit our Hungry Gen app. Thanks for your support. All right, so I want to speak with you this evening about a very crucial topic that I believe relates to all of us. And I want you to in your notes write it down as defeating discouragement. Defeating discouragement. Defeating discouragement. Discouragement as defined in the dictionary is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. A loss of confidence or enthusiasm in numbers chapter 32 verse 7 until 15 so numbers chapter 32 verse 7 until 15 and i want to read that chapter for you as well numbers 32 verse 7 and down why do you discourage the heart of people of israel from going over into the land that the lord has given them your fathers did this when i sent them to kadesh barnea to see the land for when they went up to the valley of ashcon and saw the land they discouraged the heart of the people of israel from going into the land that the lord had given them and the lord's anger was kindled on that day and his words saying surely None of the men who came up out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Because they have not wholly followed me. None except Caleb the son of Jethna and Kenazite, and Joshua the son of Nun. For they have wholly followed the Lord. And the Lord's anger was kindled against Israel. And he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years until all generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. And behold, you have risen in your father's place. And this is when Moses gets a little bit, John the Baptist in him. A brood of sinful men to increase still more the fierce anger of the Lord against Israel. For if you turn away from following him, he will again abandon them in the wilderness and you will destroy all these people. The interesting part here is the part where Moses reminds this the background of the story goes like this they're about to cross the Jordan and two tribes begin to say hey we're not going to cross Jordan we're just going to settle on this side of Jordan and Moses just just freaks out he says no way not at my watch he says what you're trying to do is you're trying to discourage people from going and fighting because when you're going to leave them they're going to be discouraged because they're not going to be as many people because Reuben is a very big tribe and so and he begins to say no guys you're going to have to go as well you're not going to settle on this side but of course these guys were not trying to settle and not help Israel they said we'll settle here we'll go and help Israel to reach the inheritance but Moses goes off on this rant of he says that you guys not remember when i sent 12 spies who were leaders of the tribes and they went to the promised land and they saw the challenges that the promised land presented they came back to the people of israel and they just gave them a negative report and this is what moses said he said they discouraged the people of god as a result of that god's anger was provoked as a result of that the people of god wandered around in the wilderness they lived without clarity arena and they lived without vision they lived without direction god destroyed them and moses says all of it was because of the leaders who were discouraged and like virus discouraged the followers provoked the anger of God never reached their destiny and lived wandering around the wilderness you know I never really looked at discouragement like that I thought discouragement was when you're discouraged you're the victim when you're discouraged you have reasons When you're discouraged and you want to give up and you're living like that, you know, it's okay if it's just once, once, you know, or a month or something. But if it's a state of your being, I just thought it's maybe part of your personality. Maybe it's part of just life. You constantly, I mean, if you're doing ministry, you have to be discouraged. Otherwise, you're not doing something right. It has to be discouraging. If you're working for the Lord, you have to be discouraged because otherwise you're living in some other planet. This has to be hard, painful and discouraging. Why are we going to heaven for? Write this down, people were discouraged because their leaders let hardships this under courage. People get discouraged when the leaders let hardships dis under courage. Did you know that another word for discouragement is a hardship that disses on your courage something this is that's why we're disobedience word this means to this to belittle to look down upon when you are discouraged it's usually because of this there is something that came up that has been dissing on your courage when the leader is discouraged now he says when people are discouraged, it's because the leaders have allowed something that happens in their home group, in their finances, or in their relationships, or in their family, or in their health, to dis on their courage. As a leader, your courage is the source of your faith. Your courage is the source of your joy. Your courage is the source of the risk that you will take for God. Your service, your courage is the source of excitement and enthusiasm during a service. When you lose your courage, it's not because you're weak. It's because you've allowed something to diss on your courage. And you may have an excuse for that, but you have to understand as a leader, you occupy a place of influence, which means people who follow you automatically they opt out. They get discouraged. That's why you have to understand as a leader, you have influence. The word influence has these three letters called flu. You know how flu works? You don't give it by verbal. You just give it by hanging out with people. You spread it by being around them. You spread it by, by the atmosphere, by association. When you are discouraged, when you allow something to dis- on your courage, and you become discouraged, next thing that begins to happen people begin to catch it faster than you and for you you will just be discouraged for them they will become disobedient wander around not reach their potential and this is the scary part actually provoke the anger of God I want you to not see discouragement as a as a weakness I want you to see discouragement as a satanic attempt to this. And our courage, to undermine, to cripple and make us cowards, make us weak, make us disobedient and make us wander around in the wilderness and then thousands of people wander around without vision or clarity. Now let's write down a second thought. Discouragement, discouraged people lose focus, direction and faith. As a result they provoke God to anger. Discouraged people lose focus, direction, and faith. As a result, they provoke God to anger. And point number three. Don't let problems overshadow your promise and giants cloud your God. Don't let problems overshadow your promise and giants cloud your God. On any sunny day in Tri-Cities, you can take a nickel and block the sun. You can put a nickel like this and actually block the whole sun with a nickel. Sometimes problems in our life are nickels and they block the sun. And they block the promise of God and they block the vision that we have. They block the enthusiasm that we have. They seem big because they're close to us and sun seems to be distant. And that's how we should be very careful not to do that. What I try to do to myself and I teach this to leaders and I teach this to my wife and myself. As everyone here, I get frustrated with people. I get discouraged by how passionate aka passive some of our leaders are. How some people are complainers. Some people are, they're not committed. Um, some people it seems like they're just they're just in it for because maybe it's cool or something and you see that lack of of that that you expect they're doing good but that measurement that you expecting them they're not doing as good as that and sometimes uh, me and my wife we have those conversations we talk about ministry all the time and you know and i would pour a few frustrations on mine she would pour a few of hers and she's like you know i i just can't believe you know this person's not stepping up the game and uh, and i would share the same thing but we try to end every conversation from now on from with saying I remind her I said this particular person you're frustrated with do you remember how three years ago they were not even coming to our church? I'm like do you remember when they just started to come to our church and we believed for their salvation. remember how we rejoiced when they raised their hand during worship. I'm like do you remember when we rejoiced when they got baptized? I'm like do you remember when you when we rejoiced when we heard that they started to tithe and they started to participate in church and I'm like now they have their own home group yes their home group they're not as passionate for it as they should be but let's remember we are privileged and don't let none of you get in this into your head but this is just a conversation for leaders we are privileged to have them because three years ago they were not sure whether they believed in God you know we drove in 15 minutes before the leaders meeting. There was more cars 15 minutes before the leaders meeting than three years ago on the largest youth service on Wednesday night. And I have to constantly remind myself, when I deal with the frustrations, when I deal with certain things that people maybe are not stepping out, this is how you have to, Israel went into the promised land and this is what they saw. They saw the land, but they saw the giants. And this is what they look. Instead of looking at what God is already promising and they have to work out some issues, they're going to have to work through some little giants, get rid of some things and, and everything. They're going to have to work through that. What they did is they got so lazy in their mind and they said, well if it's from God it has to be everything perfect and I'm not going to deal with anything. I'm not going to roll up my sleeves and deal with the giants. I just want everything on the platter offered to me. And this is where incur- discouragement crept in and they Instead of looking at the positive, they overlooked the positive, obsessed with the negative and they lost the positive, lost the negative and didn't have anything. If you don't want to have the problems, you might not have also the good things that the people bring. We might also say, well, you know, those people don't show up to home group. Well, it's a good thing that they, you have those people who don't show up to home group. That's better than not having people at all who don't show up to home group. I want you to begin to shift things people go into marriage exactly same mindset they begin to see this thing about marriage that marriage is great marriage is great and they they begin to meet giants they begin to meet those differences and they quickly say my spouse and they just want to leave their spouse not realizing that listen remember why you married them remember what made you your heart to skip a beat remember why your hands got sweaty all the single people just forget what I just said remember that you know uh, on Wednesday listening to Ivan's uh, testimony listening to Bri- Brian's testimony and you know sometimes I'll just be very candid with you sometimes I get frustrated with my cousin David I have many reasons to be frustrated with him and many of you have reasons to be frustrated with him but but and then watch the testimony Ivan sharing how he oh David <laughs> old, he mentioned him and he comes in <laughs> David join in you might get convicted about this, the Lord might use it for. And you know, one of many reasons I get frustrated with David is for like this, taking all the teens and just coming late and stuff. So, but you know, and and David, he, he is working process. And then I see on, on Wednesday night, Ivan saying how David invited him to church and how he started to come. I go in in the gym and I talk to David and David says, well, you know what? I've been, every Wednesday, he says, there's three, these three people. I invite them every Wednesday. I know some of our awesome leaders every Wednesday don't invite no one. And you may look at David and you're like, ah, David's not serious. Well, you're not serious also about the Great Commission. So when he's saying that and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Yes, David, I I am frustrated. Certain things, he's still growing. Like uh, I feel the scripture where Apostle Paul says to Corinthians, he says, I am in a child bearing pains until Christ (laughs) is produced inside of you. That scripture has been a source of comfort for me, for many people. But then I look, and he's like there's two more guys i'm working so hard on to invite him to church and here's someone that in my mind you know sometimes i see him like man i'm just getting frustrated with you know he could do so much more instead of just posting you know biceps and cards and you know he could come to morning prayer and post like at least once that he's in the morning prayer instead of that but then i'm, I'm looking i'm like you know what? but he's doing in some areas he's doing so much better than that i'm doing and i'm thankful for that And thankful for that you know when when i think of also brian who got saved and then how uh, Marvin invited him you remember when I guess Marvin ran away from me at the airport before the Wiseman Harry's crusade you know dealing dope you know selling it smoking it snoring it he didn't want to do anything with God and today Marvin is one of the one of the best home group leaders in our church you gotta remind yourself constantly of the fact that where you used to be and how it is now sometimes not all interns show up on time to the class you know and you can get irritated you can also remember the last summer we didn't have insurance <laughs> and all the insurance said yeah. amen that's not a reason to sleep in but this is what we're talking about to deal with our own issues here not with you guys you guys need to wake up but we need to uh relax amen so that's that's one thing that we try to do is we try to remember we try to go back and remember when they were not here and remember when that frustrating person Maybe there is a source of, constantly gets on your nerves um, when you didn't have that frustration because you didn't have them at all. That's the first thing that I do. The second thing that helps me to deal with the discouragement that comes from frustration is I remind myself as holy, as awesome, as handsome and anointed I am. There's probably people frustrated with me. (laughs) Nobody's going to say amen. And if you're going to say amen, I'm going to kick you out of the leadership team right now. Do not say amen. <laughs> but maybe perhaps some unsanctified Christian, easily offended, gets maybe a little, little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. And it's usually probably their fault. But they get frustrated with me. I remember when pastor used to be frustrated with me. A lot. And I was on a staff. And on the back of my mind now I'm thinking, how in the world he never fired me? Because if now I feel sometimes we have a little bit more people on the staff, and you know, I have you know, uh, feeling uh, that kind of little frustration when somebody doesn't do that exactly what you want. And I'm what I do to calm myself down is I remind, I remember how I for years couldn't get it right. And Pastor, was he frustrated with me? Oh, of course he was. Did I know he was frustrated? Of course I did. But he kept pushing through, he kept pushing through. I changed. And today I remind myself, Vlad, you were not always as good in certain areas as you are today. Amen. It's like Jesus, you know, expects us to remember that we cause frustration to God, that we also have issues and that while you get on this um, holy uh, you know vengeance trying to relive the new uh, dark ages you know going to this you know witch hunt and and execute the judgment of God and uproot all the weeds and all the unserious people kick them out and you know set them straight and everything just just when you are on this uh, the bible says when you're about to get the plucks out of somebody's eyes just just don't forget to remove the big big log in your own it kind of helps us to come down it helps us to regain our courage regain our courage. It's problems and it's people that drain our courage. And when we are without courage, guys, people will also be without courage and they will live wandering around. I think I'm frustrated with him having a camera, right? (laughs) Anyway, I love you guys. Um, And I know that um, God loves us. Amen and that we're going to be one awesome team. And I know one thing is like when David threw the stone at Goliath, he took a smooth stone. You know how stones got smooth? They were in the lake or in the river and they rubbed against one another. When we rub against one another, we get smooth. And when the Word of God covers us, we get smooth. Amen. We're going to get smooth. And so right now, let's just pray over us and we're going to get ready for, for night prayer. Father, I thank you for your grace. Father, I thank you for your mercy. Father, I thank you for all the people that you've sent in our life who caused us to be frustrated who helps us to realize that we are human and helped us to realize God of how you suffered with us and you helped us to grow and you were patient with us I thank you that you're teaching us the fruit of the Spirit I thank you Holy Spirit that you're also reminding me you're reminding all of us God of the days when we dreamed to have these problems we dreamed to deal with these issues we dream to tackle these challenges when maybe we were on drugs or maybe we were smoking and we dreamed of of having our biggest problem being helping someone else god and that we and but we can't i thank you that you brought us to that place help us not to be intimidated by the giants help us not to be intimidated by the challenges that exist In our promise that help us to still embrace that help us God to remember successful life is not life of roses it's also life of thorns it's also a life that's sometimes not as easy it's busy it's overwhelming to set the rhythm in our life God to follow you to take rest and to live for your glory God remembering that we only have one chance at this life and we're going to live it to the fullest in Jesus name we pray amen amen Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.